You are listening to Executive Chat, hosted by Clarice Arnold. This podcast will catch a glimpse at the lives and perspectives of some wonderful business leaders of today. Hi there, friends. I'm Clarice Arnold, and you're tuning in to the Executive Chat the podcast where I, a future executive, interview well-respected and inspirational leaders in the business community. Our goal is to catch a glimpse into the perspectives, lives, and minds of successful executives and learn from their examples. And joining us today, we have Mr. Bill Millis of High Point, North Carolina. Mr. Millis, thank you for joining us. My pleasure. Glad to be with you. Mr. Millis, your family has a rich tradition of supporting the community. And for High Point, this began with the Adams Millis Hosiery Mill. Can you tell us about the mill's history and how your family was involved in its operations? I'd be happy to. My great-grandfather, Mr. Millis, and a friend of his, Mr. Adams, in 1904 started uh, what later became Adams Millis Corporation. Uh, We were actually listed uh, in, I believe it was 1928, on the New York Stock Exchange. We grew to become the world's largest private label sock manufacturer. We had uh, a total of 2,000 employees when we merged with Sarah Lee Corporation, fast forward in 1988, and had um, somewhere around 10 plants, primarily in North Carolina, but a couple of them outside of the state. And you yourself have varied business holdings and interests. Can you tell us a bit about your background, maybe your education or your first job? Sure. Well, first job, I have to go way back before college and <laughs> who knows. Uh, but uh, I went to uh, NC State University for one year. I was an architecture major. Decided to transfer to Clemson, which had the type of architecture program that I really was wanted to focus in on. Unfortunately, after one semester, I realized uh, that I wasn't cut out to be an architect. Love Clemson, love the school, everything about it. Um, I uh, got into economics and accounting. I was an econ major and accounting minor. Uh, somehow or other, graduated in four years, even with transferring from NC State and changing my major. So I graduated in 1971, went to work uh, as an assistant personnel manager for Adams Millis Corporation, and um, remained in that position until I became a personnel, a full personnel manager for our hosier division. <clears throat> and uh, then I had an opportunity to get into the manufacturing side, which is what I really, really loved doing, working with the, the plant employees. And uh, became a plant manager over one plant, and uh, several years later, I was promoted to a uh, vice president general manager over four or five plants with two other guys that were, uh, we were counterparts within the company and uh, stayed with Adams Millis until 1988. But during that time, Adams Millis, being a, a New York Stock Exchange company, uh, diversified, got into several other uh, ventures. I uh, won't go into that. It's sort of irrelevant, but uh, one of the companies that Adams Millis bought was Silvernet Hosiery here in High Point. I had the pleasure the last two to three years, maybe four years, going over and heading up manufacturing for Silvernet, 
which was a division of Adams Millis, and stayed there, as I said, literally until 1988, which was about a year after Adams Millis Corporation merged with Sierra Lee Corporation. And did you have maybe a mentor or someone who inspired you along the way? Uh, obviously, my dad did. My dad was the president and CEO, chairman of the board, uh, or I guess chairman of the board and CEO uh, the last few years I was there, way above me. And I obviously didn't try to waste much of his time, but I, I did uh, bounce a lot of things off of him, and I learned learned a great deal. And one of the things was that it was our employees that really made our company successful, and I don't mean just management. It was the employees in the plant. My dad would go to all of the Christmas dinners, uh, summer picnics. He went to many of them, presented service awards. We had many employees that, uh, well, probably 12 or 15 at least that worked for the company over 50 years, which says wow. a lot. I don't think you see that, that very often lot. today. Uh, and I think my granddad also inspired me when I look back and so he was he was one of several. While we're on this topic, you spoke about being a manager and your employees and how much you value them. What do you look for? What kind of qualities when it comes to your employees? Positive attitude. Number one. As I think back when I was a personnel manager and I was interviewing prospective employees, if if they came in and applied for a job and and had a negative attitude, criticized their former employer, there wasn't much of a chance that they'd end up with us. But positive attitude, obviously a good work record in their former employees, you know, employment, but uh, just a good, strong, solid work ethic and a positive attitude. This is a big question. What would you say you're most proud of in your career? Probably learning from my mom and dad uh, that it was more important to give back to the community I'm from a family that was very blessed due to hard work and uh, had wonderful employees. And um, my mom and dad, as they were, my dad was deciding to retire. And when uh, passed the torch over to Sierra Lee Corporation, uh, uh, decided to set up the, the uh, actually worked with another fellow here in High Point, Jim Morgan, and started the High Point Community Foundation. Uh, but before that, my dad and mom started the Millis Foundation, and uh, I was fortunate enough to have been asked to be on that uh, until it kind of merged into the High Point Community Foundation. So being in a position to give back uh, is probably the most important thing that I learned. You do have a lot of philanthropic pursuits. Mm -hmm. And as a student of High Point University, I walk by a couple Millis buildings a day. What prompted you to donate to High Point University? Or what prompts you to donate to other organizations? My mom, my grandparents gave to High Point College. My mom and dad gave to High Point College. My brother and sister, uh, who both graduated, Jim and Emily graduated from High Point University, college or and or university. Uh, I did not go there. I love the school. I love what Dr. Cobain has done. Uh, but uh, Nito has a knack of being able to, to raise whatever, as much money as he needs to. And that's great. Uh, I have uh, been to Africa and helped build a, a medical facility and a school for orphans. I have been um, 
pretty heavily involved with a, 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 an organization, International Cooperating Ministries, which builds churches, uh, particularly in Africa. That's the founder, Mr. Deutsch Rosser. Um, I haven't been on one of their trips, hopefully before. Uh, uh, as long as I'm alive, I'll have an opportunity someday to go on one of their trips to Africa uh, or South America or Central America. I've helped build uh, churches with them. Camp Cheerio, part of the High Point YMCA, is near the top of my list. Uh, I've, I've helped build uh, a lot of facilities there. It's near and dear to my heart. Brother and I both went as campers. All four of my daughters went in the Indian Princess Program. And um, uh, I see the Christian, this Christian organization and the impact it's had on so many lives, along with, as I say, Kenya Partners, International Cooperating Ministries, and um, those are probably the, the three organizations. Well, no, one more big one, Wesleyan Christian Academy. I had three daughters graduate from Wesleyan. Although I have not been on the board, I've helped them raise a fair amount of money, and hopefully I'll live to see the new campus completed. So, that sounds wonderful. Again, nothing negative about Hopkins University. You uh, if you've done well, you're going to be approached by many, many different organizations to help support. And through our, uh, my family's donor advised fund, we give to many organizations. I know that you yourself are a devoted Christian, and mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you real quick um, how maybe your Christian perspective has influenced your life. Well, as my mom said one time, you can't take it with you. And we we were blessed. We've been blessed, and um, I've made a lot of investments over the years. Some have panned out well. Some businesses did well. Some didn't do well. You win some, you lose some. And that's part of having entrepreneurial spirit, I guess. It's what's made me. But I believe being a Christian and giving back is 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 paramount, paramount for me. Has been and will continue to be. Uh, anyway, I think it's important for people that, have, that are in a position to help others to do it. And, you know, our country is the most generous nation in the world. And um, we're all blessed to, to be part of that if you live here. We're going to kind of switch gears here. Okay. You have a significant role in a tech startup that provides encryption for hardware. This is really cool. Can you tell us a bit about that? Call I just had was one of our, I'm a board member of a company um, based in outside of Salt Lake City. Um, and it was brought to my attention and opportunity to participate in this company about six or seven years ago. Our country is being um, uh, hacked. Our technology is being hacked by the Chinese and the Russians and North Koreans and some of the other um, countries, but primarily those. And um, so I partnered, I'm on the board of this company that's developed uh, hardware encryption. Software can be hacked pretty easily, very easily, uh, a lot more so than most people know. Hardware is a different story. Uh, so we've uh, uh, developed the devices that we have uh, sold to the Navy. We're very close to working with the Army on a number of programs. And uh, I think it's important that our, our country uh, protect. We, I heard at one point several years ago, you, you look at one of our battleships. You can go over to China and see the exact same battleship 
down to the nut and bolt, and they built it for a fraction of what we built. They stole our technology, and, and their planes, and on and on and on. And I don't know that you need any of that. But um, besides the bread company that uh, Dr. Cobain and I and a few others invested in, uh, this is probably the most uh, uh, exciting and important company I've ever been a part of. Uh, I'm not on the I'm on the board of directors. Uh, I don't work for the company, but it's an exciting company. What spurred you to invest in tech? Is it your concern for privacy protection? Yes, looking at our our nation uh, and how other companies so easily can steal our technology. And as a businessman, that puts the business people in this country uh, at risk and at a, an incredible disadvantage. We cannot compete with the, the labor cost rates of, say, China or Russia. So they steal our technology and they produce what we spend five or ten times the amount producing. You know, so uh, there's there's a lot of reasons, but yeah. I guess I consider myself a patriot and it's not a whole lot I can do, you know, to protect our nation, but that was something that I felt was extremely important. And what's the name of this company again? Sectorian Systems. Sectorian Systems. S-E-C-T-U-R-I-O-N Systems. When it comes to maybe young business people trying to find a specific niche to fit into... <laughs> Do you think that a company like this would be a good place to start? Well, specifically our company, unless you have an incredible engineering mind, we've got about, I think about 35 to 38 uh, engineers. Uh, wow. And full-time engineers. And then our CEO and our management team is lean and mean, only four or five. So you probably, unless you had experience with the NSA or other DOD, you're probably not going to get a job with us. I'm, mm-hmm. You know, somebody well, would, have had, would have to have been out in the field. And uh, uh, I know RTP here in North Carolina is a lot of high tech. Uh, I didn't realize that uh, the Salt Lake City, Utah, is extremely competitive. Prices, wages, are, or salaries are quite high. Uh, but you sort of get what you pay for. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for that insight, though. Yeah, sure. Um, on that note, is there a piece of advice maybe you could give your younger self or maybe young people like me starting out in business? When you find something that you enjoy, stick with it as long as you enjoy it and as long as you're earning a good living. If you see another opportunity, obviously offer to work a notice. Leave on good terms. Don't ever leave on bad terms because you never know when you might need a reference. I, again, I had the opportunity. I was with Adams Millis Corporation for, for about 20 years, and I was in a position to invest in some companies, uh, and sometimes we would start a company and build it up, and four, five, six, seven, eight years, sell it. You know, real estate, we'd appreciate it and then sell it. So uh, I, I, it wasn't, I, as I look back, think back, I didn't change a lot of jobs, I had opportunities. I didn't leave an employer because oftentimes I was the employer, and you don't always have that opportunity to be. Um, but um, you know, I've helped start an embroidery company, a sample book company, a bread company. 
I wasn't the only person running them, but I was one of a small group. And, uh, you know, so um, I, I think it's important for the younger generation to explore opportunities and what makes you happy. Uh, money is not the most important thing. Your family is good and should be, and your your faith should be number one. Both of those, number one. And after that, earn a good living. Uh, if I could go back, I'd probably do things differently. And uh, I couldn't have stayed with Adams Mills Corporation because the company merged with a larger company, and then um, they ended up shutting, basically shutting down Adams Mills. But by then, I was already into several other things, and I was in a position to invest and with some friends and various types of businesses, uh, even a B2B e-commerce company with a fellow from India. Uh, and I won't go into that now. That's one that I ended up losing a lot of money. I thought it was a, it was a great opportunity at the, the, the time. But uh, uh, anyway, that's one I wish I hadn't. But you win some and you lose some. You spoke about the bread company, embroidery company, real estate, all these different things. When you're looking at businesses to potentially invest in, what are you looking for? A stable company that's going to be around, hopefully, that there would be an opportunity. If I was looking to go to work for a company, it would be a company that uh, I would enjoy the people that I worked with, uh, that there'd be opportunities for advancement. Uh, again, uh, in, in an industry that's, I feel, if it's here today, will it still be there in 5 or 10 or 15 years if I'm going to stay I, uh, you know, some companies are here today and gone tomorrow just because of technology changes. And I'm I'm 73 years old. I can't keep up with all of that. I'm I'm, I'm kind of glad that I I don't have I'm not out there today. But I'm no telling what I'd be uh, planning to do. I, I wish I could have been an architect. There's certain areas that uh, for me, even though I minored in accounting, I'm thankful I didn't get into accounting. I knew I wasn't. Accounting was good and helped me with my economics and business uh, ventures, but um, you can't be good at everything. As I've established partnerships or LLCs, I, I want partners that I can trust. I mean, literally look in their eyes and shake their hands and don't need a lawyer. Somebody that I, I know I can trust. You can't always do that, and I've learned that a time or two. But uh, So, um, again, depending on whether you're going to work want to go to work for a larger company. Again, I look at their values. My cousin, uh, my mom's brother's son, is the head of Coca-Cola Consolidated, uh, based in Charlotte. They're the world's largest Coca-Cola bonding company. If you look at their uh, mission statement, that's if I was starting a company today, That's that would I would pattern it after what Frank uh, has, has as their uh, mission statement. They're strong Christians, believers, and I get cold chills when I think of, of how successful they've been financially, but because of what they believe in, their beliefs from top to bottom. It's nice to see a business so openly Christian. They they actually teach people around the country. Uh, my cousin and his team, and as I say, he's very successful. And his primary focus right now is, is a ministry that they he and his wife Jan set up over in Kenya. In, in Africa, they're now in India and Africa, different African nations. Once again, that was Bill Millis, a business titan from High Point, North Carolina, a generous leader, great American, and powerful communicator. I'm Clarice Arnold. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Executive Chat. It's been my pleasure. Mm-hmm.
You have been listening to Executive Chat with your host, Clarice Arnold.